Welcome to the American Truck Driver Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Polk, and you're listening to a special series called Dissecting a Decade, my journey of growth and understanding my value in the trucking industry. The 10 episodes in this series will cover the years 2008 to 2018 and will describe for you the ideas, plans, and decisions I made that led to success, failure, and restoration. Two thousand nine proved to be uh, a year where a lot of hard lessons would be learned. Um, there would be some triumphs, and then things would go completely off the rails. As the year began, we were excited because we were looking forward to the birth of our second child that would be coming in June, and um, I had shifted the uh, style of running that I was doing to a more local um, type of hauling with the same company um, but it would allow me to be home every night it was a difficult schedule I'd have to get up at one o'clock in the morning in order uh, to get on the road by about 2.30 to be over into Pittsburgh every day running a little dedicated route it was a little less money, but it was a little more consistent, and it allowed me that time at home uh, that I was kind of desperately looking for with a two-year-old and a baby on the way. But what we all soon found out was that the economy was um, crashing pretty hard. Um, you know, it was especially hard in trucking. Fuel fuel prices were on the rise, and volumes were down and in the last episode I told you about some air freight that we had that was just really really lucrative and that went away practically overnight it just disappeared um, I remember my boss telling me that um, they were down over a million pounds uh, in what they had been shipping uh, the one bright spot came out of this as I uh, had taken a load. It could have been in late 08, but uh, pretty sure it was in 09. And I had taken a load. I remembered going to Baltimore, and it was a shipper that we uh, used quite often. And I took a load over to Baltimore, and I remember that it paid $1,300. It was like 475 miles. So, you know, that was, by all counts, a, a, a good rate. Uh, to go over there and uh, I remember uh, you know they had got me a broker load to come back and sometime during that year I had hurt my back and I had to be off on light duty for a week and they had me filing paperwork and I was filing rate confirmations and I happened to cross the rate confirmation for that load that I had brought back from Baltimore and it paid $300 for 475 miles. And I remember walking into the boss's office and I was like, hey, um, are we okay? Because uh, you gotta remember too, this was around the time that the, the large carrier Jevic out of New Jersey had gone belly up. Uh, Aero trucking was about to make big news um, that uh, you know they were going to leave a bunch of drivers stranded around Christmas time. Uh, that hadn't happened yet, but it was coming. 
and so I was genuinely nervous because I had seen those rates that we were hauling where when I started there in 2008 where we were seeing you know eight ten twelve thousand dollars whatever it was really really big money and I'm doing the math now and I'm thinking you know wow this truck's only making like four thousand dollars a week and you know when you've got your your rates cut by two-thirds I was concerned for my job and so I went into the office and I said what's up with this rate con and he said "Uh, what do you mean and I'm like it was three hundred dollars and he said "Uh, yeah and I'm like we took a load for four seven hundred and seventy five miles that paid three hundred dollars and he kind of grinned and he said yeah and he said well if you know what you got coming back what did you get going out there and I said 1350 I think and he said so you got 1650 to go 900 miles and I said yeah and he said well our cost is a dollar and a quarter so we're good and I said but that's too cheap and he grinned again and he said well would you rather us come home empty and I said well no I don't I don't guess we should come home empty I said that just seems like because I've heard all my career oh don't haul cheap freight and you know oh that's you know it's bad if you do that Uh, but that was you know a lesson that I wished I would have uh, grasped a little tighter um, because it would you know it would come back later that I would understand how to put two or three loads together and that, you know, your entire week is not made on one load. But he told me there, he said, well, you you obviously, you're paying attention, so you know what the rates were like when the economy was up. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I know that. And he said, well, then you have to understand that I have enough money saved in retained earnings that I could pay you guys for six months to haul empty trailers around. He said, obviously, I'm not going to pay you to haul empty trailers, but uh, I say that to tell you that the foundation of the company is solid because we were saving money when the rates were high and we were had really big margins, and now that we have really small margins, uh, we're still going to survive. So that was an important lesson um, in understanding um, what one a responsible business owner does. Um, you know what what you have to do to do what you got to do in a situation where things are out of your control. You don't have any control over the general economy. You you only have control over what you can do on a daily basis and how you operate your company. And so we did what we had to do, and we met our margins. You know, and I can tell you now, uh, 11 years later, that company is still in business today. I see their trucks often, and I hope someday to be able to sit down and interview Brett and and find out about his, you know, more about his principles now that I think I can talk to him on a more equal footing. After the baby was born in June, we decided that, uh, uh, you know, we were having some personal issues and and things were just not working like we wanted them to so we had decided to leave Columbus and go back to West Virginia and so I um, I made the decision to leave that company I wanted to stay but they wanted drivers that lived in Columbus and uh, 
so I made the decision to go back to Schneider and I got back on a dedicated account there and and that was a pretty big mistake I didn't I didn't like that account but it was good money um, you know there's a lot of physical work involved but uh, that was that was kind of a dumb thing to do um, just because I had been on that account and I knew how much I hated it but I went back and did it anyway because it was really the only thing that I could find um, some of the management had changed at that dedicated account and uh, I really didn't like how things were being run there and so as the year uh, came to a close um, I was just really frustrated I was really unhappy I um, was regretting you know some of the decisions that we had made and uh, kind of wished I had still been back in Columbus and um, these uh, these problems would lead into 2010 um, they weren't going away and they ended up getting worse uh, but 2009 you know with the birth of a new child and uh, the experience of seeing someone walk through a down economy was really important and, and there are lessons learned there that I still carry with me today um, so be sure to tune in for the next episode and we'll talk about what happened in 2010. I hope you've enjoyed this look at the decade that made me. Be sure to tune in again next week for the next installment of the series. If you have any questions, you can email me at anamericantruckdriver at gmail.com. You can also find me on social media, facebook.com slash anamericantruckdriver, twitter.com slash chrispolk76, and on Instagram at anamericantruckdriver.